You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters. I'm your co-host, Kimberly Whitecamp. And I'm Bobby Lind. And on each episode, we break down the mysteries of copywriting and marketing. In today's episode, we're going to talk about objection handling. But before we get to that, Kimberly and I really enjoy just shooting the breeze with each other and chatting. And what we find is that between the two of us, we can always relate something back to marketing. So Kimberly, I've got a question for you. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Oh, man, why couldn't you pick something easy? (laughs) (laughs) So um, in case you're a new listener, um, I am a huge lover of travel. I've been to over 20 countries. So uh, where would I travel and why? Uh, Most likely, that's actually uh, fairly simple. Uh, Where would I travel? I want to go to Egypt. And why? Because I have always had a very healthy obsession with ancient Egypt, and I would love the opportunity to go along all of the great sites on the Nile, see the pyramids and all those types of things. But I'm also a little wary uh, to, to actually ever book that trip because I've heard from many people who have gone that the allure of history is kind of um, buried under the fact that like two feet from the entrance to the Great Pyramids is a McDonald's. And like, you know, you have to get your camera at just the right angle to not get all of the the trappings of the modern world into your photos, which is kind of disappointing. But definitely, if I could go anywhere in the world, it would be to Egypt. I would love to explore all of the ancient towns, both the big popular ones and the ones that aren't so well known. How about you? Well, but I'm going to ask you a little bit more question about Egypt here for a minute, because um, but I mean, Egypt, like what I have in my mind is that it's. I wouldn't say third world country, but like almost close. So I know that there's history there, but why would I go visit something that's a third world country? You know, if you, I don't, I don't like the term third world country first off. And, uh, you know, um, there's this perception for a lot of people that, oh, why would I want to go somewhere that doesn't have all the amenities of home? And the thing is, it would be shocking and a little sad, but you can find quite a lot of places within your own backyard that don't have all of the amenities of your home. Um, Absolutely. You know, and also, if you want to talk about, oh, it's a it's a developing nation or it's a different type of atmosphere from what I'm used to, that's the whole point of traveling. I mean, you know, there are sections of any country you go to where it's not going to be the most popular tourist destination. But there's still value, you know, the top places to retire and the top places to, you know, your must see visits now include places like Malaysia, Thailand, Mexico. And yet those are also places that are not exactly portrayed well in the news. So Uh it's kind of that matter of you have to balance what you see with what you can see in person. Um, You know, I've been to quite a few places. People are like, you're crazy. Why would you want to go there? I'm like, well, why wouldn't you? You know, it's a it's a matter of I guess it's a balance because when you travel, you realize that the news you see, the perception you see of the world is only one viewpoint. And yeah. that's why a lot of people really need to, to dig deep and find other sources of, well, what's going on in the world? You know, some of the top uh, tech companies, for example, they're out of Israel. But a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to go there because of whatever reason it is. 
or you know, uh, there's a huge um, amount of new innovation and entrepreneurs coming from South America. But a lot of people, they have this idea in their head, oh, South America, the whole continent's bad. I'm like, well, that's an entire <laughs> continent you're writing off. Like <laughs> Generalities yeah. and all sorts of um, stereotypes. It's amazing how that, that turns into, you know, we, it becomes a truth for some of us. Yeah, and it applies to ourselves as well. I've met so many people, and I'm the first American they've ever met, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't, I don't like your country. I'm like... Um, have you been to my country? Have you seen my country? Like, what don't, why don't you like my country? It's, it's such a sweeping statement to make about a place you've never been and the people you've never met. And I, I could never fathom doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right. So you asked me, we do, we do, I derailed you yet. You asked me where I would go. (laughs) So lately I've been, um, lately I've been into, uh, the Vikings, and so oh, yeah. any of those Nordic countries, Iceland, um, Norway, Sweden, Finland, you know, hey, look, if it's tall, blonde and blue eyed, I might look at it and have some fun. But um, <laughs> I'm not tall. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I so I've got a I've got a really, um, a really interesting kind of just pull and I'm gravitating towards wanting to go visit those areas just because that's, I mean, just such an an amazing, interesting mix of just who the Vikings were and it's a place I've never been. So why not? Yeah, I actually went to a, uh, I guess you could call it a historic park in Sweden. Um, It's, it's got recreations or they're not actually recreations. They like moved these houses from wherever they were originally stationed all into one place place and it it charts the history of Sweden from you know like the Vikings essentially to modern day and so there's all these different houses that you can walk around and they're like this is how they lived in the 800s this is how they lived in one the 1000s and then there's also a really great museum there as well all about the Vikings and that that was awesome I will just say (laughs) yes yes one of one of these days I'll have to get my girlfriends together and we'll go um we'll we'll go to um, somewhere in that Nordic area would be really awesome. So um, save up. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about objection handling and Kimberly, you did a really good job when I threw you an objection for your travel. Um, so let's talk about how businesses, because they all run into this type, they all run into objections for anything that they're doing. Um, let's talk about how businesses can take an objection and turn it into something positive for their consumer. Absolutely. So I think really the big deal is that a lot of businesses kind of want to ignore in the copy that an objection exists. They're, they're kind of wary to, to bring it up in their marketing that, oh, there might be objections to somebody investing in their product or service. And I think that's the exact opposite of what companies should do, because people like to know that the company understands exactly what pain they're going through, exactly uh, what their concerns are and why they're looking for a solution in the first place. And so when you bring up an objection and then you position yourself as to why that objection doesn't relate to what you offer, it, it changes the conversation entirely. So businesses really need to address objections directly in the copy. They can't hide from it. A lot of uh, companies I talk with, you know, I'll ask, okay, so what are some objections to buying from you? We're like, well, we don't have objections. There are no objections to buying from us. 
He's like, really? Let, let's 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 go look at your audience. Let's go look every, at your customer. <laughs> every business has the standard too. There's time and money, right? right? Almost every business has to deal with it. Either costs too much, or they have mm -hmm. the objection of it doesn't cost enough, right? And mm -hmm. there are different objections, although centered around money. And then time. What's the time? I don't. It's not the right time for me right now. I don't have time in my life. Um, I'll get. I don't to have that time to implement. Later. I don't have time to implement. I don't have time to, um, you know, take the 30 seconds it would take for me to to eat this supplement or to take this drink or to try this product. I don't have time in my life. Right. So many people have this problem. So those are the two big ones. There are two big objections that every company deals with. And every company has at least one to two unique objections for them and their customers. It could be for an online course. Well, why am I taking this from you? You know, or what makes you different from the thousands of other people that are teaching online marketing or copywriting or or any what this is? What sets you apart from everybody else? Why do I take this from you? Um, so objections are there. And if you don't if you don't handle them and your competition does, your competition is going to win that customer every time because absolutely. You, you get that opportunity to take the customer where they're at, where their objection is, and turn it around and flip it on their head. And you did that really well when we were talking um, in the beginning when I said, well, but, you know, I have this perception that Egypt is a third world country. And you took that and said, look, here's the deal. You can find that anywhere, right? It's not a third world country. First of all, we don't like that word. You know, we don't like that phrase. So let's reframe it. And you reframed it for me as the person who had that objection with it's developing, it's up and coming. Look, you can look, cross the tracks, the tracks in air quotes on in any um, in any town here in America. And you're going to have the right side of the tracks and the wrong side of the tracks. Right. We all know that phrase. But when you can bring that objection and turn it around and make it into something positive. Right. So, you know. Uh, refreshingly expensive is an amazing terminology that a lot of masterminds use. Why is it $25,000, $30,000 to join the mastermind for a year? It's refreshingly expensive because you come in and you know that people and the players that are there are there to make money and help you make money, right? And so They've taken something that most people would go, I would never spend that kind of money. And they said, look, here's the deal. It's refresh refreshingly expensive. Rolls-Royce does not uh, apologize for being Rolls-Royce in their prices, right? Kia, which we, we talked about, you know, before we were even on, um, on camera, basically. Kia doesn't sit there and go, we are not in competition with the Mercedes and the Lexuses and the Rolls Royces and the Lamborghinis of the world. Kia said, you know what? Here's the deal. We're at this price that we're at this price point and we're happy being at this price point and we're not in competition with those other people. And so they've taken the opposite objection of, oh, well, you know, maybe it's just not for me because you're not charging enough. They've taken that opposite objection and said, well, then you're not our customer that there, there's a different person. And so there's ways that you can really incorporate your objection handling to help focus in and target on who your exact audience is. 
Absolutely. And I think a really great place to, to handle objection handling is a way to test, obviously. Um, you know, with any with any marketing campaign, with any marketing piece, you always want to test to see what's going to resonate best with your audience. But if you're really concerned about having a particular objection, or if you know what your number one objection is for the majority of your customers, let's say, you know, majority of your customers, they're like, but I've never done this before. Then you you put it in your headline. And you say, look, we can we can help you do this, even if you've never done this before. I love Those are that the magical phrase. words, the magical, magical words, words, even, even if. if, you know, I, I can help you build an email list, even if you have zero people right now. Or even if you help- don't have a lead magnet, even if you don't understand technology, even if you can't even turn on your computer without something going wrong, right? There's <laughs> so many ways that you can handle all those objections with even if, and you see it in marketing all the time. And it's amazing because that's exactly what it is. And here's the deal. This is the beautiful thing about this marketing technique of objection handling. It doesn't matter if the person who's reading it or seeing it knows exactly what you're doing. They're like, oh, they're objection handling here, right? Even if they see that, they go, but yeah, right? I mean, that's that's the brilliance of it. It doesn't matter if you know what's going on. Those That terminology works regardless. So you can handle their objections or at least, even if you're not handling it, you can at least talk to it. Because the objection of, I don't have enough experience to do X, Y, or Z. You know, I don't have enough knowledge to go to my doctor and get a, um, a natural uh, treatment plan. I don't know enough about technology to deal with your online course. I don't know how to, like, look, even if you don't have the experience, even if you don't have the knowledge, even if you don't have the know-how, we will take you from step, from this step to this step, whatever that is, and bring you along mm-hmm. the way. You know, you may not be right for the company, right? You, you may not have the level of knowledge that you need to work with company X, but there's a company Y out there who does, who is willing to deal with you. And that's where you as a client, whereas you as the customer have to figure out what's the best one for you. But it's where the company can also set up. If they don't want to deal with absolute beginners, then they can handle that even in their objection handling. And that's the other really uh, key importance for objection handling. You'll you'll find a lot of clients that I've I've talked with over the years. They're like, oh, well, I, I can help everyone. Everyone can stay with me. I, I'm a solution for everyone. I'm like, okay, in theory, everyone could use what you're offering. But really, who is it best for? So even if is a great way to segment your audience and to say, even if you're a total beginner, that means you're open to working with beginners, that beginners are a good prospect for what you're offering. It also means a lot of clients are also worried. They're like, oh, it's going to be, it's going to take away too much of my customer base if I use the even if. And I'm like, well, A, if it takes away a huge chunk of your customer base, then it shows you that you're serving the wrong customers. B, most likely, even if you use the phrasing that's going to take away some people, a lot of people will still continue reading even if that, that particular phrase doesn't apply to them because they're intrigued. It's interesting. To them, it's like, wait, it's so simple that even if you've never uh, made a lead magnet before, you can make this. Well, I've made lead magnets before, but I would love an easier method. Let me continue reading. So yep. Yep. 
it, yeah, even, way- if, <laughs> even if it's actually, we're, we're going to talk over each other. No, even if it's actually inclusive, it's actually not exclusive. It's inclusive because you're saying even if X, even if X, then Y. Now, there is a way to say, like, if you don't want to deal with beginners, that's where you can say, you can handle that objection. You know, you can say, if you've never created a Facebook page before in your life, this may not be the program for you. However, there are many great programs out there that will get you to the point you need to be at before you use our services or product or anything like that. And so that's how you can handle objection. You can deal with objection handling in the opposite manner. You don't have to be all inclusive. And in fact, it's better if you're not because it, it creates you as the specialist on what it is that you're working for. So many of the course pages that I look at, I I like to look at them for fun and kind of dissect what's working and what's not on them. A good portion of them, the ones that work really, really well, they have a whole section and it says, this course is not for you if, because they don't want you to buy the program if you're not a good fit, because they know who they can help. And if you answer yes to all of those questions, you're not the right person. Uh, What they have to teach maybe too complex. It might be too simplified. Uh-huh. Maybe, you know, uh, you're not the right person for this course. If you have your own email list over a thousand names, that means you've already grown your list. And what they're doing is for you to go from zero to 100. Okay. You're not the right fit. That's okay. So that, that whole idea of, Oh, I'm just going to ignore the objections. They don't exist. I want to put them to the side. That's, that's not the case. What you want to do is You want to address objections directly, say, okay, I know you have this concern. Well, even if you have this concern, we're a great fit because we do this and we do that. And we also understand exactly where you're coming from because that used to be us. And, you know, even if it's great in headlines, it's great in subheads. And it's, it's really great right before bullet points because then you can kind of encompass a huge section of people that are a fit or aren't a fit. And you don't need to think about it, as you said, as excluding people. It's actually inclusive. You're, you're drawing in the people that um, can best be helped by what you have to offer. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? This works even for companies that are brick and mortar, right? You know, um, the difference between Gap clothing and Walmart clothing is exponential, right? And Gap doesn't say, oh, you know, we're we're this super expensive brand. And I mean, they're really not in comparison for a lot of different things, but Walmart is like, you know what? We're low prices. That's what we're known for. And that's, that's what we are always known for. So some people don't go and shop at Walmart because they they associate value with price and a lot of different other things. But that's objection handling in and of itself, right? Walmart, always low prices. Do you think you're going to go to Walmart and get something that's ungodly expensive? No. So you go to Walmart when you want, you want a price conscious fix to your problem, right? And Walmart covers a whole range of different things. I mean, they're, they, they kind of cater to everybody. But, you know, Harris Teeter as a grocery store, Tom Thumb as a grocery store, um, What's the one that everybody likes to go to? Uh, you know, Trader Joe's. All must be, these all must right. be Texas based. We don't have them. Right. Oh, we have Trader, I, Trader, Trader Joe's. Yeah, tra- Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's, right? Trader Joe's, they, they, they're not the Walmart of grocery stores, right? 
they are a much different level and they handle objections of, oh, where should I go shopping, right? Do I want to go over here? Do I want to go over here? Do I want this quality? Do I want this quality? Like why, you know, they actually handle objections at a very different level than a lot of stores do online, but they have the same issues that people have to deal with. What um, brick and mortar stores have this problem just as much. They just have a different way, <clears throat> excuse me, they just have a different way of handling the objections of their customers. Yeah, and you know, Objection handling, as we've talked about, it exists online, it exists in brick and mortar, it exists for service professionals, you know, it exists for any type of item that you're selling, well, whether it's physical, digital, service-based, whatever it is, but objection handling, uh, objections, uh, sorry, <laughs> objections, they can't be ignored, they can't be, oh, well, no one ever has an objection when dealing with me, they need to be handled, and they need to be handled right, and the best way to do that is to address them, reposition yourself, and then, you know, go into detail, okay, that objection, it doesn't apply for us, because, um, you know, the objection of, uh, oh, well, the prices are higher, well, of course the prices are higher, because we only source natural ingredients that aren't made in a lab, or, you know, if you want to go the opposite, oh, uh, that's a that's too low of a price for, I don't know, eye care. And it's yeah, because we, we because cut that's out the middleman the... and all sorts of stuff. And there's so exactly. many different ways that you can handle that. Absolutely. So uh, have we objection handled our objection handling to the point where um, it, have we beat this dead horse? That's where I'm getting at. Uh, I don't think we beat the dead horse, but we've certainly, you know, covered <laughs> Covered the basics and covered the, the general ideas. You know, a quick summary. Objection handling is a great tool to use in your copy. It's a great way for you to bring in the right audience. It's a great way for you to find the right fit for the people that you can help with what you have to offer. And it's especially positive if you use that magical phrase, even if, especially in uh, headlines and subheads. Anything else to add, Bobby? Uh, no, other than make sure you are handling the objections, because if you're not and your your competition is, they're the one that's going to win the business. Absolutely. Well, that's a wrap. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters. We hope you found it both useful and entertaining. Don't forget to check us out at chattingwithcopywriters.com. If you would like to leave us a comment, let us know about your favorite episodes, or even if you would like to be featured on Chatting with Copywriters, please head on over to the website and fill out our contact form. Don't miss out on future episodes of chattingwithcopywriters.com by clicking on the subscribe button.